hey everybody, what's up, what's good? I'm Amari Daniel and you're listening to Safety Meeting. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Maybe this is your first time listening, maybe this is your third time. It is only the first episode, so I'm speaking to future people right now, but I, I hope that this is a, a the type of show that you come back to often, um, that you can use when you're looking for inspiration or if you're just looking for something to listen to and enjoy, I really, I really do hope that this can be that for you all. Um, but let's go ahead and get right into it. So, here's the thing: you know how sometimes you sit down, fully prepared to make something, right? You have in your mind, "Hey, I'm gonna make this thing," and then you look up, and before you know it, you're making something completely different. <laughs> no, no one, just me. Oh, well, okay, so. <laughs> I thought I was going to make bread. And I know in many cases that seems like, oh, okay, you're just going to make a, you're going to start the bread and then in three days you'll go ahead, you know, roll it out and put it in the oven. Well, no, some breads you can make quicker than others. Uh, and in my case, the bread that I was going to make was just going to be a very simple one that I was going to cook off same day. So I, I sat down thinking, okay, cool, I'll make a bread. What do I have the most of right now? Whole wheat flour. I don't know about y'all, but I don't use whole wheat flour all that often. In fact, I mostly use AP or bread flour. You know, I might even use a cake flour, it just depends. But for whatever reason, and I, I mostly think it was an accident, if I have to be honest. Uh, I think I bought whole wheat flour in in a quantity that I don't want to say because it's just too much. It's too much flour. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, I do need to, to re-up on some cake flour, but I want to get this out of here first, right? There, I definitely have multiple flours. I've got oat and almond and AP all sitting up there once, but because I don't use whole wheat all that often, I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead, knock this out a little bit so that I can make room for the flour that I'm looking for. Um, so I, I, I sit down and I crack open Tartine Bread. It's a great book if you haven't, um, if you don't have it already or if you haven't checked it out, I definitely would. It's got a lot of great recipes in there and a beautiful story. And if you're just wanting to, to approach bread from a different perspective, I would say look into that for sure. So I sit down, I crack it open, I'm looking, I was like, okay, cool, I'll make a little rustic whole wheat bread situation. And I'm in there, and I'm reading, and I'm reading, reading, and looking, and seeing the different techniques that it's going to require to make what I'm looking for. And it was not at all that I got intimidated. What happened was, I said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to wait eight hours for this bread to rise once me fold it, then let it rise a second time. I just did not want to do it for whatever reason. So I said, well, okay, I'm not making bread. I put that book away, picked up another one. I said, oh, okay, I guess I'm making cake. <laughs> I saw this amazing looking photo of a spiced date cake. And I said, hey, I have dates. I love cake. That's what I'm going to make. So I did that. Okay, was that the best decision? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I would do it again and again and again. But I am the kind of person that also loves dessert. You think you love dessert? No, no. I promise you I love dessert more. Is it a fatal flaw? Hmm. Some may say, but I would never say that about dessert because there's nothing flawed about it. It's amazing. Are you sad? Have a piece of cake. Are you happy? Have a piece of cake. Are you feeling nostalgic? Make a piece of cake. Oh my goodness, cake is so good. So, okay. Since I've decided not to make the spice date cake, other than thoroughly looking through the recipe to make sure I have all the ingredients, you have to decide what do you want to make. So in this section of the book that I was looking at, the cake was under plated desserts. Well, plated desserts in restaurants or in other capacities mean you have the main focus. You're likely going to have a sauce or a cream. You're going to have various other type of accoutrement. Like you're going to have, you know, dehydrated apples or um, some twill, you know, some edible flowers, which is fine and dandy, right? It's something you want as soon as you sit down at a restaurant, but it's not necessarily something you want when you're at home. I didn't need nor want all that extra stuff. I just wanted the cake. And then I said, well, you know, cake, sauce, that goes very well together. So I made the cake and the sauce. The sauce was a butterscotch sauce. And let me tell you something. You think those Werther's are good? No, 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 no. Making butterscotch yourself is 100% recommended. I know it's going to be good. If you follow if you follow any recipe to the T, or at least this one, I will definitely make sure to drop this off in the Patreon um, the butterscotch was so good. So, okay. I made cake, or I decided to make the cake, and I decided to make the sauce. I decided to leave that stuff for the other day. I think it had, like, cinnamon ice cream and a dehydrated apple and uh, some other stuff. And I said, this is great, but I don't want to do that right now. So, okay. So then I went over to the kitchen, and I pulled out my stand mixer. If you don't have one, what are you doing? Oh my goodness, please grab one. It's a life changer, a game changer. Electric mixers are cool. Immersion blenders are great. These two things also do different things. So, but I I recommend getting a, a KitchenAid stand mixer if you can, or just a stand mixer in general because it's it's really, it's I mean, it's amazing. You can use it to make um, whipped cream. You can use it to make Swiss meringue, cakes, obviously. You can mix a lot of things in there and it's, it's just worth it. I, I, it's You can make bread in there. I didn't end up doing that, but, but hey, you could definitely make bread in there. So when you get started with the cake, it calls for the dates to be finely chopped and to be soaking in brandy. Well, as someone who also makes cocktails, I thought it best to double up on the brandy. That's all I'm going to say, okay? So I soaked them extra and a little bit of extra love, okay? Did it did it change the profile? I don't think so. In fact, I think it boosted the flavor because then I, as soon as I pulled the cake out of the oven, I got the smell of the brandy. My goodness! But it didn't it didn't give too much on the boozy side, but it was just right if you ask me. So I chopped those up, and then I had them soaking in the brandy. I made sure to get started on that first because I wanted them to have all the time to really kind of essentially rehydrate with the brandy, right? Um, I did that. 
I mixed together the rest of the ingredients. It was wet ingredients first after you creamed the butter and the sugar, and then it was dry ingredients. Are there a couple tweaks that I would make to this recipe? For sure. If you know anything about baking, you know that depending on your altitude, the humidity, there's like a number of factors that can really <laughs> throw off your your recipe. Um, I've made things in Chicago and I've made things here. I made the same thing here in Texas and they came out differently because they're at different altitudes, right? Baking really truly is a science and it's not a science that you think is just straight straightforward. Like one plus one equals two. Although that's math, um, that is important in science too, right? So it is uh, it is a little different. But I after I after I make this a second time, I also will probably put this up for people to use because it just was so good. And I think that even though this one was chock full of dates, I would absolutely. I think I would either add nuts to the cake. Or I would chop, toast, and add them maybe on the top. Because it, the crunch, oh my goodness, it, it, I, oof, I can't even get it out. The cake was just so good, y'all. The cake was good. It was great. It was fantastic. I thought I had knocked it out of the park. Okay, I put that thing in the oven, baked it off, pulled it out. So you're supposed to let it cool completely, but let's be honest, who does not want hot cake? does not want a nice warm piece of cake my god so i mean i let it cool mostly and then i cut a piece out you can cut it however you like it depends on what uh tin you put it in if you're gonna have it in a square pan or a loaf pan i put it in a kind of a rectangular pan so that i could punch out circles right the circles look great for presentation and then the extra bits are just for you to snack on with your breakfast, or maybe that is breakfast. I'm not telling you what to do with your cake, but I'm telling you what I did with mine, okay? So I punched out little circles. Um, well, let's, re- let's rewind for a second. So as the cake is in the oven, I made the butterscotch. Super simple, you take all the ingredients, pour it in the saucepan, bring it up to a boil, let it rock at a simmer until it thickens. It's maybe five minutes. You can leave it on a little bit longer, I did. It didn't necessarily change anything texturally. Um, like it didn't, it didn't become any thicker just because I let it stay on there longer. It really is set up to be not a thin sauce, but it isn't maybe, if you're thinking the sauce is gonna fully coat the cake and stick, it doesn't quite do that, but it, it did on the top. Um, and most of it kind of pools at the bottom and when you're cutting into it and taking it, you know, you kind of dip it into the sauce a bit. So it was really, it was really great. So like I said, I made the uh, butterscotch while the cake was baking. Pulled that out, let it cool. And then here's time for plating. So the plating, like I said, I kept it real simple. I put it on a dish. Because I'm a personal chef, I take everything a little too far. Like breakfast is fully plated all the time uh, a snack where it's just maybe a parfait i make sure to plate that in the bowl real nice i don't know what it is it's something about either constantly practicing or at least wanting to look at something really nice i might not always make a very intricate dish like i said parfaits are not you know i keep it pretty straightforward myself i do yogurt granola and some berries but if you take the time to make it look nice you appreciate it a lot more i think and 
I somehow feel like that energy is translated in your body. Like your body just feels like, oh man, you took some time to really like craft this for me. I, hey, I think it's just me, but it's okay. Um, so I, like I said, I kept this one real simple. I just got a plate. I punched out the circle. I took one of my um, cookie cutters. They're not just cookie cutters. It's it's a ring mold. So I took that, punched it out in a nice little circle. Then I poured the butterscotch right on top so it had a nice even coating and a nice little pool around the bottom. And then, oh my goodness, as soon as I soon as I scooped, I didn't grab a fork, see, because you're gonna want you're gonna wanna be able to to pull in the butterscotch to each bite, right? So you grab a spoon instead. It's just better. Just grab a spoon. I go go with that. So grab a spoon, I soak it. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. There's dates in every bite. I don't know how you feel about dates. Um, I don't immediately grab them, but that was worth grabbing. Make sure you grab some. You can keep them on your, your pantry shelf somewhere. Use them this for this recipe. Use them for others. Dates and bacon go together really well. Dates and peanut butter go well. Dates and cheese, like a gorgonzola or a uh, blue cheese, delicious. So dates, you know, dates come in handy every now and again. But in each bite, you get so many dates. But it's, it, it doesn't feel overpowering, right? Because they were so finely chopped in the first place. But you can get the dates. So you get a nice texture of, of, of cake and the, the tenderness of the, of the date, but also the booziness of the date because it was soaking in the brandy. And then a nice little finish with the butterscotch. Oh, my goodness. Like I said, I would add some nuts, I think, just for another textural element. But... It was amazing. It was so good. It was so good that I'm doing my very best not to make some again this week. Now, I didn't even finish the other batch yet, so that's that's very telling. But I would I would be ready to just whip that up. Um, and it's absolutely going on my winter uh, menu for my next dinner. You know, because I know that the people are going to love it. They're going to love it. It's not something that you would want to miss out on. Um, so... As I said earlier, I will definitely make sure to post um, the butterscotch recipe probably sooner, and then I'm going to make a few tweaks to the cake recipe itself. But my goodness, if you are looking for a cake to make this week, I would 100% recommend a spiced date cake. Alright, so let's go ahead and get into this week's cocktail of the day. If you know anything about health and wellness you know that right next to ginger ale is a hot toddy okay and so that's what we're sipping on today today is national hot toddy day january 11th and i love a good toddy it's the lemon it's the cayenne it's the warmth of the hot water come on how could you not want to sip on one of these but the thing about it is right now i feel great fortunately i'm not trying to necessarily um keep a cold at bay but what I am trying to do is to curl up on the couch with a good book and what better way to do that than with a hot toddy right by by your side so I mixed up my own little sweet concoction it's mixed with blood orange pomegranate juice brandy and a little bit of brown sugar simple syrup now I think that the finisher other than the hot water of course would have been to take a cinnamon stick and put that in the cup but Let me tell you, this is a nice, sweet, 
but not too sweet variation on a hot toddy and guess what the recipe is right up here on my patreon head on over there and check it out try it for yourself i definitely think that it it makes a good mocktail and i can force i could i could see you adding a little bit of something extra if you're not going to have brandy um or any kind of alcohol in it but it is definitely good on its own and i enjoyed every last sip um so if you don't make a hot toddy this week, definitely make one by next. It will be worth it. And I just want to thank y'all again for checking out the safety meeting. This is Amari Daniel, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.